Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. In today's episode, I wanted to spend some time discussing the topic of payment terms from all different perspectives, from the things to consider when setting your payment terms to understanding the cash impact on how you've set them for your business. So let's jump in by starting at the beginning. What are these payment terms that I speak of? These, of course, are the payment terms that we set our customers or clients when they're paying for our goods or services. Most businesses that deal in the sale of goods have immediate payment terms in that they receive their funds prior to handing over the goods. This is a great model to subscribe to in this instance. The risk for the business owner is, of course, minimal. I say minimal because as a business owner, you still need to fulfill the order at the end of the day. No risk to those bricks and mortar stores that sell goods, because if they have the right volumes of stock in place, fulfillment of the transaction should be seamless. There and then, you hand over the goods, you receipt the money, the transaction's done. But for those dealing with online stores, fulfilling the order once payment is received still comes with its own set of risks. What if the goods don't reach the intended party? You have received the funds, but you may need to facilitate a return of those funds. And in some instances, you may be out of pocket for freight, tracking, etc. So whilst 99% of the time the transaction and payment terms are spot on in this instance, it still can pose some risk. For those businesses that allow customers to go on account, as we fondly call it, this is where getting the right payment terms and conditions will become particularly important for you and your business structure and its needs. For those playing at home that don't know what on account means, It's simply allowing the customer to pay for their goods or services at a time agreed, which is usually after the goods or services have been received or the service has been performed. Anything after the fact poses risks. You see, customers on account have got what they need in this instance, whether it be a service performed or a good provided. Widening the risk to you as a business owner of never being paid for that good or service. And what a cost to carry if your customer doesn't pay your bill, let alone paying for it within the payment terms that you've set. And whilst it's easy to simply advise a business owner to not offer payment terms at all and just take payment for funds at the time the goods being received or the services being performed, in some instances or even industries, Simply eliminating this option altogether may actually not work. This may be due to sheer volume of the order or even just that the service hasn't yet been fulfilled. If I put my customer hat on for one minute, why would I want to pay for a service that hasn't yet been delivered or the results as promised haven't yet been achieved? You see, it can work both ways. So if you find yourself having customers on account as part of your business, Be sure to make the best of the situation and put some solid strategies in place to provide support and hopefully mitigate against the negative impact non-receipt of this money for goods or services can have on your business. 
So what are some of the things that you need to consider or you should consider when thinking about a solid payment terms strategy? First and foremost, I would suggest spending some time thinking about how funds need to be received in your business. We can't simply subscribe to the archaic notion that 7, 14, 21-day terms work across all businesses in every industry. I see too many businesses stuck with this way of thinking because it seems to be universally acceptable. Stuff that I say, the payment terms you create should be in line with how your business cash moves. You see, payment terms aren't there to simply please your customer. You are actually already doing them a favor by giving them the option. Payment terms are there so you can receive money into your business in a way that allows you to satisfy your outflow of money, your obligations, not theirs. All business owners of any industry will agree. If the cash isn't coming into your business in a way that allows the cash obligations going out of your business to be satisfied or paid, then your payment terms are wrong and you will constantly be finding yourself short of cash. And we all know what that feels like. It's not a great feeling. So in order to ensure that your business cash flow isn't under any strain, you either need to have an abundance of cash at your disposal, which isn't great business practice, by the way, in terms of just completely and always inputting your own cash into your business to help fund it, or you set your payment cycles so that they suit your outflow needs. For example, if your suppliers have payment terms of 14 days, because yes, they're gonna, your suppliers are going to set their payment terms the way they need it to be set. It might pay at this point, if they've got 14 days, for you to set your payment terms at seven. That way, if the payment terms are adhered to by your customers, you'll have received the funds into your business seven days prior to when you actually need the funds to leave your business. And even in the event your customers are one or two days late in payment, you still have five days up your sleeve to feel confident enough that the funds are going to be in the account in time to not leave you short in paying your obligations. So be sure to spend some time in this space understanding the cash implications for payment terms prior to setting them. Next up, for those businesses having to invest in either equipment or stock prior to performing a service or providing goods, when thinking about your payment terms, a great strategy here is to give consideration to receiving payment upfront for the portion of the job or service that requires your investment upfront. Let me provide you with an example of this. If you install air conditioners, you're most likely, in a lot of instances, will be the one who will provide the air conditioning unit. And in this particular case, there's a large expense that is sunk once you've purchased the unit and the risk is, stays with you. Therefore, when thinking about payment terms for a transactional job like this, perhaps the deposit of the job could simply be the unit price, which you need to be paid up front prior to installing the unit itself, prior to the installment taking place. So that unit of air conditioner 
If that costs you $2,000, maybe your deposit in this instance could be $2,000. So you know your risk is minimized at this point. It reduces that risk of you being stuck with that large cost and that item you may not be able to use down the track. Another example for a service-based business is breaking down, for example, tasks that are required to be performed during the service delivery and implementing a periodic payment around these tasks being performed. The installments can be based on a phase of the delivery of work, for example. That way the client feels like the obligation and work is being performed when the payment is being made. So there's that satisfying factor that the service has been performed, I'm confident to pay the money. And you aren't left short at the end of the job because you've got cash flowing in when the tasks are actually being performed. This certainly would provide the cash flow needed to carry the business and meet any other internal business obligations that you may have going on. Another strategy when thinking about payment terms is to think about having it in writing. I know what you're saying, of course I'd get it in writing. But let me count the ways many business owners find themselves without payment and without a formal agreement in place. Sad but true. Without which it becomes difficult to call upon when trying to chase any balances outstanding. And believe me, this will happen. Written agreements can be as simple as an email that requires a return email acceptance. You can use this in the event of any dispute for recovery of funds that will be required as evidence of the agreement. A written formal agreement should include but not be limited to things such as a clear indication of the payment timing that you're expected. Also, any details of work that may need to be completed to trigger the payment. So therefore, you have a clear indication that that work was done. I can provide support that that work was done. Now payment is required. Any timing of the transfer of goods, for example, that may trigger payment should also be included in that formal agreement. It may also include expectations around any clear consequences in the event that payments aren't made. You may even include penalties that may be incurred in the event that this happens. The key to this agreement and getting it in writing is keeping it simple so that it's understood and clear. Have a space for both parties to sign in agreements and a date of the, the agreement takes place. Let me circle back briefly to expectations and consequences in the event that payments aren't made for a moment. This should also be considered as part of your overall payment term strategy. Consequences can vary depending on different types of factors, like the type of contract, the contract value, etc. Whatever the trigger, being consistent and being able to follow through with triggering the consequences will be important. Activate the consequence that you said you were going to activate. You know, I think utility companies in Australia certainly have it right. You know that when you receive the bill for, say, your electricity, they clearly indicate the amount due, the due date of the payment, and the change in value or fee or administration cost associated with payment that falls after the due date. It is simple. It is clear. There is no way you could argue that you didn't understand those terms. 
This can be said for many businesses also, and the same strategy can be implemented. I've worked with many businesses, many small businesses that have adopted this simple strategy. Their initial invoice has all these details on it when they provide it to their customer. Regardless of the industry or the business type, it actually works. I know of one small business that generated over $9,000 in annual income one year on these types of admin style fines alone, without having to actually change or invest much time into changing their policy. That's one benefit of them having adopted this strategy. The other, their recovery of cash improved by more than 25%. The reward of making these simple changes without a doubt outweighed the effort in implementing this change, this simple change into their business. Whichever strategy you choose to adopt, however you choose to structure your payment terms in your business, the number one thing that should never be forgotten when doing so is to ensure that it aligns with your cash flow strategy every single time not your customer's cash flow strategy. After all, it's unapologetically your money that you're wanting to recover. Don't feel bad about that. Your money for services rendered or goods sold, it's your money, period. Don't apologize for wanting it on your terms. And if you're looking to explore this concept further for your business and not really sure how to get started, be sure to drop me an email or call me. Let's get your money working better for your business. Make sure that this is a key component to your business strategy alongside of those sexy components like social media. Because I can tell you, and I've said it before, a sale is not a sale until the cash has been received. So you can report all the revenue in the world that you like. You can have a million dollar revenue for a year. But if you haven't received that million dollars in cash, that reporting's pointless. That excitement is pointless. So get your payment terms right and do it on your terms and confidently. This is your money. This is your hard-earned time, your goods that you're providing other people. Don't apologize for doing it on your terms. You've already, if you do have payment terms, like I said before, you're already doing them a favor by offering them that option. So go forth, my friends, and conquer those payment terms in your business. Make it work for you. These are just some strategies. There are a plethora of different strategies that will work for your business individually. Find one that does because you'll be better off for it. And it'll be one less thing you have to think about because we all know that recovering cash can be a bitch at times. Having said that, whatever you're doing today, I hope you make it count. And that's it, guys, for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'll see you next time.